This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Hey everybody, how you doing? Good to see you again. It seems like it's been a really long time since I saw you, but really it's just been about a week. Uh, so we took a little break last week for the Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you all really uh, took the opportunity to make the most of that. I know I did. I uh, had a chance to take off from Santa Cruz on uh, Wednesday of last week. So one week ago today, uh, left there early in the morning, drove to Arizona, is about 13 hours drive. Um, but I really enjoy driving. I find it very relaxing and uh, wasn't bad at all. So a couple of minimal stops, you know, just for necessities. Got here in the early evening um, and just been hanging out with my family for a week solid. So this is kind of how I spend my vacation time. Um, that this kind of become my tradition over the past few years here. So really enjoy it, really am recharged and uh, eaten so much food, way more than I normally do. But uh, you know, that's part of the deal. So uh, how about you guys? What's going on out there? You have a nice holiday? Oh yeah, yeah. We all had a fantastic holiday, right? We're all here. Yep. That's right. Ready to get back at it, but yeah, recharged our batteries. I, I think that's a good saying. We're ready to go. Absolutely. We so got through the. We got through that last mess where everybody has to have it for Thanksgiving because they have company. Now everybody has to have it for Christmas. That's right. So let's just yes. fast forward the calendar one more month. Yeah. Started. Oh. Oh, sorry. Bill, you got muted there. That was me. That was my fault. Oh, my gosh. It's funny that you said that because that actually was the topic that um, I wanted to bring up was, well, what's your experience with that? Are, do you have people asking you um, if you can get stuff done by Christmas? That's usually what happens to me about this time of year. Absolutely. That's, Always. Uh, echoing what Bill just said, the theme was before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, when that didn't happen, now it's before Christmas. I hear that hourly, not daily, but hourly. Uh, yeah. Can you get it before Christmas? So. Yeah. What do you say? Uh, Go ahead, Mike. We're, we're still experiencing the supply, some of the supply chain challenges, although I've been able to get some things, and Bill, I, I do appreciate your willingness to help me out. Uh, we communicated earlier on that pivot, but um, I'm still having some challenges with that. I've uh, Getting glass hasn't been an issue, but still some of the hardware is coming in. But uh, really some of the hot button items that we had, I'm able to, uh, by the end of next week, we'll be in good shape um, and the fires will be gone, so to speak. Wow. Good for you. That's good. Yeah. I mean, there'll be new ones, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Good for you. The, so you were uh, able to kind of hook up with Bill a little bit and get some uh, get some things taken care of. Yeah, yeah, we've kind of set uh, established a little bit of groundwork there. Yeah, we're. I look forward to dealing with picking your brains, brains and gems of wisdom. 
Anytime, anytime. Uh, what was I going to say? It was the newest issue that we're finding now is that because people are having a hard time with help, both Amazon, UPS, the United States Postal Service, C.R. Lawrence is actually sending stuff out and UPS is losing it because they have new untrained help. They're delivering it to wrong addresses. We had three this week, all go to different locations. We haven't got it yet. Yet their website said it's been delivered. Hmm. So that's the next challenge you're gonna deal with. And or what service is that you're talking about? Was it UPS? It was UPS in all three instances. Yeah. Yeah. If you get a box from Sierra Lawrence and you expect five clips, you get four. And out of the four or three of them are on the right finish and one's another finish. <laughs> That's a different scenario, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you call them up to straighten it out. And you think you got it straightened out, then you get a confirmation, I'm only going to get one clip. So then you got to call back again and straighten it out. But Ted, we were running into that uh, uh, brush bronze look, or actually a brush brass look and had a problem getting clamps and handles. And we got them from US Horizon. And I mean, they matched perfect in color, perfect. And they, they were not out of stock of it. So I don't know how many of you guys have multiple accounts, but a US Horizon is a pretty good alternative to go to. I really like US Horizon, I mean, with a pretty minimal order, they'll ship for free. I think it's like 200 bucks, which is like, it's pretty hard to order less than 200 bucks worth of stuff, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And when you're, you're ordering like um, uh, extrusions and stuff like that, I mean, it really makes a difference because those aren't cheap to, to ship. So I like those guys. They're, they're sales, their salespeople are really good. Um, they'll contact me from time to time just to check on me. My rep does which yeah. I, I appreciate. And uh, they ship really quick. It's really easy to check if stuff's in stock. If they say it's in stock, it really is mm -hmm. in most cases. And you can't say that for everybody. So yeah, kudos to US Horizon. One thing I found out about them, it's kind of interesting, even though they're owned by CRL and, and Old Castle, they let them run their business the way they always have. And they've never really changed. So their customer service that was good before is still good. Um, they're, they're a good supplier. They really are. FHC is building their team. They're getting it ready to go. And I think they're going to do really well too. But for these guys that are missing things like Mike, use U.S. Horizons uh, to get mm -hmm. some of those parts also. Yeah. You know, I, something that you learn something every day, lessons learned, and, and this business makes me insane. But uh, you know, a couple months ago, I started scrambling, you know, where can I get U channel? Where can I get header? And I bought from FHC. I bought from CRL. I bought from uh, something from Basco. And I'll tell you what bit me. And it's, I, you know, I, I don't know why I didn't see it coming, but all those companies, there are some different nuances with all their components. And I'll give you an example. And, and uh, you know, finishes is one thing. An oil rub bronze finish one company doesn't match your bronze from the other. Same with brush nickel. But one of the things that recently, we just did a little door, you know, buttress in line with a, a, a big 90 degree return. And, and I bought the header from FHC. We were using Southeastern for a number of years, as I may have mentioned before. The header slipped down over the U-channel. We ran up the U-channel up the wall. 
So it took three of us to set a big panel of glass. I was there to help set it. I took off to go uh, continuing measuring. And I, the guys said, hey, man, that chair kicked our tail. What, why? You know, you should have been done in two hours. Well, here, the header doesn't slide down over. You have to cut the U-channel short so the header goes down. And because we're in a hurry, because you're, I scrambled, I, I, you know, you don't check off all the boxes to to address all the little nuances from all the different companies. And so, and I'd, I'd love to have one supplier, you get used to it, your guys get used to it. This has forced us into a, to trying to scramble and that scrambling bit me, uh, you know, on several occasions. And I'm sure you guys have experienced that too, but that frustration occurred, you know, just, uh, let's say uh, Monday, yeah, Monday uh, again, so. Yeah, those things happen. Like I was telling you, even the oil rub bronze, you're going to get yeah. hinges from us that are not going to match the U-channel from somebody else. And the handle from somebody else, if they wanted to specially handle, you're going to have three different oil rub, rub bronze finishes. Yeah. And, and that's a problem. You know, I don't do a tremendous amount of volume on showers. Our, our main business is uh, insulated glass uh, installing. But uh, so we do showers, but um, my main supplier is Cardinal and <clears throat> if they don't have it in stock, they just drop ship it from, uh, from CRL. But, uh, personally, I haven't had any problems with supply chain, uh, going that route, but, uh, I'm not ordering, you know, vast quantities either. I order the hardware with the glass. It all comes as one package unit, uh, and it, it works for me, you know, I, like I said, I'm not doing a lot of volume, but uh, that system works for me. I suppose at some point that will break down, but, uh, and, and maybe it breaks down with volume. I, I don't, I don't know uh, what that would matter, but uh, that seems to work for me. Mm. We've been, I've been getting hardware from portals quite a bit lately. Um the, the issue that I've run into is their, their quality of their product is very good, uh, but their prices are a little bit higher, you know, like on hinges and, and their clamps are comparable to the other companies. Their hinges are a little more expensive. Um, so I've tried to just tack on a little extra, you know, to some of my jobs to kind of cushion that extra amount that I'm paying for hardware. So I'm still, you know, within the same profit margin. Um, but they seem to have everything in stock, you know, and, and what I like about them is their website's accurate, you know, and if it says they have quite a bit of stock, they have quite a bit of stock. And when they're getting low, you know, they post it right there. So there's, it eliminates like the guessing game part of it and, and contacting the sales rep and checking, you know, checking the quantity and status of the items available before I place the glass order. Cause maybe I got to change my design or whatever, it's stuff like that, 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 you know, can get a little overwhelming at times and, and then essentially just delays the whole process, you know, pushes it back a day or two or three. Yeah, that, that's a good way of getting it also. That's another good option. Um, yeah. Portals for, for years was only handles. And then when Bole brought them in, they brought in a bigger product line. Yeah. Um, but they've been a good company. They really have. The product is good. And like you said, their website is good. And if they have it in stock, it's pretty accurate. Uh, so pricing is the only thing that sets them apart. 
So for the most stuff that you're going to order, you probably won't use them. But, you know, right. again, it depends on the volume and how, what kind of profit margin you're carrying. Yeah. Yeah. I know the guys in the Northeast are charging considerably more than we're able to charge in Florida because we have a ton of competition. So the pricing in Florida is so much less. Okay. So yeah, I think if you're looking guy, for something kind of fancy as far as a handle goes, I mean, Portals is, is the place to go. I mean, they've got a, a pretty big selection of some, some uh, unique handles, you know, so yeah, that's a good source to have. It's good to have an account with them, you know, even if you're not ordering from them all the time, I've found. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, getting back to what, you know, Mike, what you were saying about the, the header, I know exactly what you're talking about. Let me tell you how I deal with that. When I use a header and I, I'm using U-channel that's going up vertically, what I'll do is I'll cut the U-channel a half inch long, and then I'll notch out the back side of the, just the back side leg. So I'll cut that off at a half inch. And then that way the header will sit down over the top of the channel and, um, and, down on that little leg on the inside. And if you, if you end up with a little bit of a, you know, tiny gap, it's on the inside, you can just kind of cock over it, but it gives you a really nice, clean fit, you know, when you're using channel that way. So that's just a little tip. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Like I said, I got caught up in the scrambling. And so we, we, we talk about these names like US Horizon and Portals and FHC, CRL, obviously. Um, I just, you know, the lesson learned is I spent, 16, 15 years as a dedicated customer to Southeastern, we got used to their stuff and, you know, the guys were comfortable, but when we started scrambling, I didn't, I didn't think of the, I thought, okay, everybody's the same deal. And oh, man, I'm telling you what, it made for the last six months to be extremely uncomfortable. And, and I, and it's impacted me uh, financially because you you know, you say we, we check it in at the shop. We check it in. We look at the hardware. We look at the glass. We look at the components. Then you go out in the field and you're like, well, wait a minute. I missed that header thing. Or, or this notch cutout doesn't fit the FHC hinge. And, you know, you're, so you have a dead run. And, I mean, uh, I'd like to think I was uh, a brighter bulb than that, but it's been dimmed lately. <laughs> so, uh, but lessons learned, you know. Those are That's called experience. Yeah, you're gonna learn them really quick, especially yeah. now with supply chain issues. As you start yeah. juggling vendors, yeah. it's it is yeah. only gonna take one or two more times, and yeah. you will not let it go out again. Right, but I think the key thing here is, you know, we throw these names out. Like, I think we have to recognize who's the most consistent. Uh, so, if you're buying a certain component from US Horizon and a certain from Portals, if you're finding that they're consistent. Then okay, say so, okay. Well, we can we can mix and match. You got to figure out uh, um, who's not going to mix and match. Who who you who you can't. Uh, you know, Brian, you mentioned about the one stop shopping. I love that idea, uh, but but it, but but when it when it goes south, uh, the plan B that you have in place, which my plan B was pretty shaky. You know, I didn't realize who who matched, who didn't match. What are the, all these nuances? So, uh, did you say plan B? B. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Well, there's C's and D's too, by the way. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, has anybody else experienced that kind of situation where you're kind of scrambling because you're trying to get parts from all over the place and just kind of piece them together, Frankenstein style? And like um, you, you get to the job and find out, you know, something's not going to work the way you thought it should. I mean, does that happen to anybody else? All the time. All the time. Your pivots don't fit inside the header, different ones. Either you're going to have to shave the, the leg of the pivot down to fit up inside somebody's header, or you got to take a Dremel tool and open up their header so your pivot can go in. You got to make a makeshift spacer inside of it. Um, some of them have brackets that come with the header so you can attach it to the wall and give it strength. Other ones don't. You actually have to drill the header, uh, drill a hole and just run the screw right through it and not use a bracket at all. Sometimes the guys don't take their brackets and they have to make do in the field without it. Yeah, those things happen all the time. Probably a daily basis. <laughs> you know? But that's part of this technician's uh, workshop thing is what can you do in the field to still make it work and make that job go in? You know, they're, they're uh, simple things like the clean track guide on the bottom of a sliding door. Uh, a customer calls you to put a Home Depot door in. That guide is different than if you're doing Basco or Southeast Aluminum or whosoever product you're doing. All those guides are different. The side jam bumpers are different, but you can usually get away with interchanging that and make that work. But it's the guide on the bottom that's a tough one. Um, hangers on the top are different. So if somebody breaks their glass on a sliding door and they want you to replace it, but they never saved the hanger that came with the door. Now you got to make a different hanger work. That's a challenge. Oh yeah, that's, that's a standard one. I mean, we get calls all the time from people with exactly that kind of situation there. They're wanting to know if we can replace a broken door. And, it, and the first thing we ask is, well, do you know who the manufacturer of the shower door was? And of course they never know that. And you have to explain to people, you know, those parts are all different. I mean, if for no other reason than patents, you know, I mean, every part's made just a little bit different so that people aren't infringing on each other's patents. So it's just a matter of making that hanger a little bit longer, a little bit shorter, the wheel a little bit bigger, or the offset of the hanger a little bit more, a little bit less, you know, and it's like one won't work off of another. Um, and, and a lot of times they just throw those parts out with the broken glass. And it's like, now we're talking about, you know, by the time we come out and figure out what glass you need, what hangers you need, it's going to cost more than it would just to replace it with. with oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And then without you make a, a mistake and it's on you. And, and usually if the panel blows up, the track is shot anyway, because, you know, it's right. all pitted and scratched and, and right. messed up. It's... It was really interesting. I was reading a feed on, on there today. I think it was Mason Brummer or somebody was asking how much you charge to put in one of those Home Depot doors. Uh, he showed a picture of one he just put in and, Joe Flynn says, no matter what, 600 bucks for one of those. And I'm looking at ranges. Some guys are 200 to 50 up to 600. It's like, are you really? I would think we're all busy selling our own doors. And to have to only charge $200 to go through a box kit door, that the reputation of that door is on your company because you've touched it now and installed it. I don't think it's worth it. And I, I really, truly don't understand why guys are doing it. He made a business decision, I did, to not do that anymore. And I would like to think that 
our company survived for a lot of years because of customer service. Not that we're flawless, but you know, you try to help people out. But I've learned, and I hear that through what you guys are saying, the minute you agree, you're going to start losing money in most cases. Yeah. Uh, because of Chris, your part, your your comment about the different components or the Home Depot or you know the the box store door your guys aren't familiar with it. And so what should have taken an hour to do, your guys are back in five hours and something leaked or needs adjusted. I just, I just, I just this year, because of a lot of that frustration, uh, just said, we don't install other people's doors. I'll install my product only. And, um, you know, you get a little bit of a pushback, but to me, it's not profitable in any way, shape or form. I don't care if you charge 600. You could be out making 1500 you know, or clearing or more on a heavy glass door somewhere that you provided. So here's, here's our challenge. And I think all of us are in this boat. So when you go to a customer's house and you're bidding a job against other customers, do you ask the, and they say they're getting other quotes. Do you ask them, well, what brand are they quoting? Is there a brand? Now there's a difference between a brand and a model. Because guys will say, well, they're C.R. Lawrence. Well, that's not really a brand. That's a supplier, right? That's like saying Chevy, but it could be Malibu, could be a cruise, could be, you know, whatever. The different models that they have, an Impala. So do you go right down and say, well, that's a, uh, a Cambridge? Is that your brand? Or is the brand Shower Door Showcase? And, and that's the model that I sell. What do you use for branding? Or do you brand? Personally, I don't. I uh, maybe maybe I should be, uh, but I, I honestly I don't have customers that ask. Uh, they just I give them the quote and they either take it or they don't. Uh, nine times out of ten, they take it, uh, which may mean my price is too low. I don't know, um, but I, I don't I don't have that issue. So okay, I don't so really. Oh, go ahead. Who's that, Christina? Yeah, hi. Oh my God, you're on here. Welcome. Hi. Go ahead. Sorry, turn my video off. Um, I, want, I want to hear what you have to say. Oh yeah, I mean, we don't have customers really ask us either. Um, when we do our follow-up calls with them, if um, they're saying, well, I got a lower price, we can um, typically we ask, um, you know, if they'll elaborate, we'll ask, what the price was and if they were quoting the same thing and sometimes they'll say well I don't know they'll just send it to us sometimes uh they are quoting the same thing and it's just like a guy in a truck who can do something for like dirt cheap and we can't compete with that and if that's what they want no insurance anything like that that's fine whatever we can't you know that's fine but if it's like a Cambridge versus a cottage because they wanted a bypassing slider and somebody, or we quoted them a Cambridge because, you know, our technician said they wanted a barn style bypass. Well, that was an issue on our, our communication issue. Like we never understood their budgetary constraints or anything like that. Or the other company didn't understand that they wanted a barn style. So it, it's just, it's very rare that we have a customer ask us about the brand. So, so we're hitting on a really good topic here. And this is more, not just shower door professionals, but business in general. If you're building a house, 
and your builder says, okay, you get appliances and you get this, do you ask what brand you're getting? Why is it important for appliances, but not for a shower door? Why is it important what brand, uh, you have a jacuzzi or Whirlpool or a Kohler? To them, the brand is very, very important. Why? I don't know, they just know it by brand. They don't really know the technical uh, benefits, right? So I guess what I'm saying is we've spent a lot of money building a brand and I think it would help everybody in this thing if they built a brand for themselves. So if you were Royal Glass, Royal Glass would have a brand of what to sell and they know what they're gonna get when they go to Royal Glass and they go to Royal Glass and compete against Freedom Glass and Brian doesn't give them a brand, you're gonna have a little bit of an edge there because at least you're telling them what they're getting. And that's not saying anything's wrong with Brian, but that's like people going into a store and say, I want a pair of running shoes and they can go to Kmart and get a cheaper price or they can go to the Nike store. Well, now you got a Nike against a Kmart brand. They're both running shoes, but the tendency is them to lean to a brand that they at least know and trust. If you don't build that brand, then they don't have, you don't have the added trust value in your corner. I think that's the, the point I'm trying to help other guys is take some time and build a brand and sell a brand. You don't sell shower doors. You sell a brand of solutions for showers. Just for clarification, are you talking, when you're talking brand, are you talking about uh, your company's brand or are you talking about the brand of shower that you sell? I, you well, happen to make your own, but, but like the hardware. Yeah. So uh, how many guys are you competing against for shower doors on a daily basis? How many competitors in your area? That's a good question. I, I, um, I'll, I'll throw out 10, probably 10. more. Okay. What is, when they get a quote that comes across in front of them and all they're doing is comparing numbers, what's going to make you stand out from the other nine? Yeah, that's a good question. And this is actually why I asked you the question, because uh, the way I see it, I'm building the brand, my company brand, okay. uh, because like Mike said, we do excellent customer service. Yeah, we're not flawless, but um, the brand is our company and their, our relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And, and because of that, uh, I, I don't think people are in tune to the different, uh, I know people aren't in tune to the different shower door hardware, um, glass is glass, so to speak. Um, and so they're not looking for understanding what brand, uh, whether it's Cardinal or Alumax or Basco, they, they don't even know those. But what they do know is they, they like and trust the guy that showed up at their door to give them a measurement uh, and a price. And when we showed up, I, I had this case, we installed a shower the other day. I was the only one out of, I think, four other companies that gave them the solution that actually worked for their shower. It was a sure. frameless. Um, they wanted to go with something different, but it physically wouldn't work um, because of, of design constraints. Mm -hmm. I was the only one that came up with, uh, with what worked. And so I won. Um, and, and that gave them the trust in our brand. And that's, that's why I asked a question just to, to clarify, because 
personally, I think our brand is, is us, not what we sell. Okay. So you're using the brand, the term brand loosely because you're right. I mean, your service is part of your brand, but the brand really is like, if I was to buy Lexus, Lexus has a brand with different model of vehicles, right? Right. But, but all of the Lexus vehicles come with a, a high standard and the standard is, you know, dependability. It's all part of that. There's branches of that brand that are important. In your company's case, it's your service. That's very important. And I'm sure pricing is part of it and quality of installation is part of it. Uh, professionalism is part of it. But when they're looking at estimates, just a piece of paper, and they got five of them in front of you, what are you going to put on that paper that's going to separate you from the other nine quotes? Are you going to say it's this brand because it's this, this, and this? And they're going to look and go, well, that's C.R. Lawrence and that's a Cambridge. I don't see any difference there. Uh, I, I guess that's where I think educating people to, somebody made a comment, well, it's glass is glass. Well, no, it's not. You got low iron glass. And even in regular clear glass, there's quality differences. I don't know if you know that. When you, when you get the glass from the float supplier and they scan it, and there are imperfections in that glass, they categorize that. And there's different pricing for that. So those little inclusions, no different than a jeweler looking at a diamond. If there's less inclusions, the value is higher. The same thing here. If there's nickel sulfide inclusions in that float glass and they pick it up on your scanners, they sell it for less money. And the average person doesn't know that. Hmm. We buy mirror quality glass, which is the glass that they can put a silver backing behind and you're not gonna see the inclusions. Hmm. I pay more for that glass, but I'm not getting those callbacks where I can see that little speck from three feet away. <laughs> and I try and explain them that the industry standards is a 10 foot with natural light. That doesn't matter. They just paid $3,000 for a door. Yeah. They want a good door with no inclusions. So hmm. the term glass is glass isn't accurate. I, I actually, I use that term more from their perspective than ours. Yes, yes. Right, so because, because to them, glass is glass. They, they really have no... Yeah, but it's your job to change their mind about that. That's a good exactly. point. Exactly, and educate. That's a good point. And I think I'm picking up what you're laying down, Bill. And it's like, yeah. you know, I really haven't thought about it from this angle until just now. Once again, you are inspiring me. And, and this is what I'm thinking about. When you... Even if you don't have, you know, you don't talk about brand names. You're like, you don't talk about model names, right? When you do a quote or an invoice, there's something you put on that line to describe what they're buying. Now you might, so let's say we're talking about the single sliding barn door type Crescent series or Serenity series or um, Skyline, right? Uh, so let's say we're talking about that. So what are you going to put on that line? Are you going to put single sliding barn door, you know, brush stainless, uh, starfire glass, or are you going to put on that line, came, uh, you know, um, crescent series, or are you going to just make up your own name for your own series? That's your brand. And maybe, you know, you pick some kind of a theme. Maybe it's like, uh, I'm in Santa Cruz, so maybe I'll pick a theme that's like, and I haven't done this yet, but I'm thinking about it. 
You, you got me thinking. So in my, in my area, we're close to the ocean. What if we had like an ocean theme? So I could call it maybe, you know, the seahorse series. Mm. Or I could call it the dolphin series. You know, and, and it doesn't matter who manufactured it. Once I buy it, I can sell it again and I can call it whatever I want. But by throwing that little bit of extra sparkle on it, I mean, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for something. Bill's hitting it. You know, it's like they're looking for something unique. Am I, am I getting close? Yes, absolutely. When I, we have upgrade handles and I used to always buy from portals, but they were a lot of money. And, and if you're looking at margins, you lose your margin. Even though you make money, you lose your margin because you're paying so much more for your cost of your material. Mm-hmm. So we were bringing in other handles and then we had a theme. But what we did is, and I went out of my way to find other suppliers that the guys around us weren't selling. So they were unique handles. And if somebody really liked that handle, they were only going to get it from us. We weren't selling just the handle. It was the whole enclosure. And even the rain glass, we named it Niagara. All right. So that when they got a quote and it says it's with Niagara glass and they go to our website and they'll see the Niagara glass, it matches up. But they bring it to a glass shop down the street. They don't know what Niagara is. Mm. Right? It's rain glass. But we're branding it as Niagara so that they're buying it from us or it's a low iron Niagara or whatever it is. So you brand that yourself. Uh, You want to buy an arc handle, then it's, you know, you come up with the name Aria instead of uh, Concerto. If you want to go into musical themes and all your handles, you know, are, are musical, whatever theme you want to make up, that's fine. But that identifies you. So then, and then you get your website to stamp of approval. Hey, go to my website. You'll see that Aria handle on there. You'll see exactly what it looks like. So whatever name you come up with for that handle, but that becomes your brand. But so, does, does that have uh, copyright infringement or legal issues with, I'd say Cardinal, who has the Skyline series, is, is that an issue if they know that you're doing that? If you're manufacturing something and somebody else has a patent on it, then you're, you're in violation of their patent. That's correct. But if you're buying a product from somebody and reselling it, you can change the name of it. Hmm. Sure okay. you can. As long as it's not a consumable, you know, where uh, they're drinking something that's poisonous or, you know, you're not disclosing that. But in our case, it's fine. So we have rebranded every single thing that we buy. Hmm. And it really makes a difference because, you know, think about Whirlpool tubs. For years, people would say, oh, I have a jacuzzi. Well, jacuzzi hasn't made them in, what, nine years, whatever. People still call them jacuzzis. Yeah, they're a Whirlpool tub. You know, uh, Kohler's making them, Whirlpool's making them, but people still call them jacuzzis. And you go way back to the Xerox copier. Somebody will say, run me a Xerox, and you know, instead of a copy. So the brand became the item. Right. And, and if you do a good job marketing within your local area, you don't have to do it on a national level, but within your market area, you become the brand. It just you know, you will pop off that from the nine quotes, you're going to stand out. You're giving them something of substance and your website backs it up and your social media backs it up. And all of this becomes your brand. I I think each of us 
could do that easily. Well, not easily. I mean, it's going to take a little while in preparation, but you're going to really see a difference in the uh, credibility of your own business. We noticed a huge difference when we did that. When I was just buying glass from Coral and I was buying hinges from CRL, I was no different than anybody else. Once we started making those changes and rebranding it, we really made a name for ourselves. So in this area, we have a very big market share because we brand it, we advertise it, and we just, we knock the heck out of it. And I think everybody can do that same thing in their area. Same thing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, what's the beer that's fire brewed? Do you remember there's a certain beer and that's what they advertise, they're fire brewed. Can't they didn't advertise it good enough because I don't remember it. I think it. it was Miller, yeah, I don't drink enough to know. But the, you know, so the funny thing about that is like all beer is fire brewed, you know. But this one, this one brand decided to use that as their their uh, motto, you know. Yeah. We're fire brewed. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not harming anybody else by doing that, you know. And it's like it's just like if a manufacturer can sell you tons of, of hinges, they don't care if you call them Fred, you know. You're buying them, you're selling. They're happy. They'll sell you more. Take a look you at know, Chevrolet is a great example. It's uh, Body by Fisher, uh, Radio by AC Delco. Their whole electrical comes from Delco. Tires from what, Goodrich. Chevy really doesn't make anything. They're just assembling. They get the bodies in and, and they're assembling everything. And yet they branded that as their vehicle. That's really what you're doing. You're taking these components and you're making that. So you may take... Uh, a C.R. Lawrence or a Portal's hinge, and that's your baby that you want to use, but you're going to mate that up with a handle from so-and-so, and your channeling or clamps are from somebody else, but all the package works together cohesively, that's your brand, and you make that brand. And now whether that brand mimics the name of your company, which if you can do that, it makes it even more powerful, so I, I like to use Brian's because of Freedom Glass, which is a, a great name. And freedom meaning no frames, more frameless, wide open. And you make a play on words there. So freedom has these things. So he could have a, a Liberty brand. He could have, and it just goes on and on and on, an independence brand, all things like that. Put a little American flag on it. Um, you write this down, Brian, it's free. Yeah. Dude, this is some valuable, valuable consulting you're giving. But he's here. he's got he's got such a, a great company name. But uh, Mike with Royal, same thing. You can use all the royalty all the way along. Crown, scepter, yep, jewel, king of uh, shower king, doors, queen, prince, protect yeah. your moat, <laughs> <laughs> castle. But yeah. you can do all, all of that, Brilliant. and it's fun. It's it is fun. fun. Get your wife involved. Yeah. Her name stuff. I had a friend that had the best swimming pool business in New England. And it was called Teddy Bear Pools. And everybody loves teddy bears. And his name was Teddy. So it worked perfect. But everybody wanted a teddy bear pool. But that's not the brand, but it became his brand. He was buying Namco pools. He was buying, uh, I don't even know all the rest of the manufacturers. And they would install them but everybody wanted a teddy bear pool. 
He just did a, a brilliant job marketing his business. Now, the funny is we're talking about marketing <laughs> and all of us are so slammed. We're having supply chain problems. So we're probably adding to the fuel to the fire. Well, yeah, and this is why we're so slammed. I mean, we just can't resist doing this, you know? Good point, good point. Yeah, I didn't pull back any marketing dollars, even though we should, and it all goes to the bottom line because there's going to be a time where it changes. It always does. It changes in cycles. And the guy that advertised the most, the one that's going to be at top of their mind when things change. Very, very okay. true. Yeah, early to bed, early to rise. Work like hell and advertise. There you go. <laughs> I like that one. Well, that's good stuff, man. I mean, you're hard out to follow there, Bill. Glad that I'm, we have you. I'm trying to follow, now. trying to help. You know, I learned a lot by going to see Billy Britt. Uh, I really enjoyed that trip because I, I saw where we were and where he is and where he, and I got his vision of where he wants to go to and, that was so rewarding for both of us. And we've got a really good bond going now just to, to communicate with each other. Uh, not only is a, a great guy, he's got a great staff and he's really got a vision of where he wants to go and he'll get there because he's, he's sharp. And just knowing the people that are on this, this site, we've all got some sharp people here. You know, let's say way ahead of the curve and we just put our minds together. We can do a lot. We can do a real lot. Yeah, and um, I'm so glad that, you know, Billy's taking advantage of that opportunity, you know, to just to connect with you. And, you know, there's so many people uh, in this group. And if there's somebody that you see that, you know, you kind of identify with or relate to, or, you know, has kind of reached, you know, uh, a position maybe that you're wanting to um, get, you know, somewhere near or something, reach out to that person and start up a conversation. I mean, they're, um, you know, people are available to, you know, to share, you know, well, you see, we, we do it all the time, but um, yeah, it's really cool that, that Billy is doing that and that you're willing to kind of, you know, be available to mentor him and stuff like that. You know, uh, he, he does have a lot on the ball and he's a good guy. Oh, and I yeah. think that's, you know, one of the number one things, you know, is just like having that, um, that kind of is just a stand-up, he's a stand-up guy, you know, he strikes me as being very genuine, very sincere, and uh, that goes a long way. He is, and that's everybody on here, everybody on here, and I would encourage that, I mean, I'll pick out a couple names, like Steve and, and Brian, they're both small right now, but I was there too, but the guys team up together and how, what can we do together? We're small guys, but how can we help each other? And it can happen. You're going to come up with different things like that. And, you know, you'll, you'll come up through the business together and help each other out. It, it could be something really simple or something really hard, but something's going to connect there. And it's nice to know that through this group, you have that direct contact to that person. That's huge. Yeah, I, I need to uh, get with Greg Stoll uh, yeah. in uh, in Knoxville, and yeah. uh, he extended the invitation. I, I need to uh, take him up on it. Uh, I will try to write an email tomorrow uh, to make that happen. Um, that's funny. I was just texting with him as you were talking before. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> he, was uh, asking, 
asking me about trucks. Yeah, it's, uh, it, and, uh, you know, like he and I both said, we don't see each other as competition. We're really an hour and a half apart, but um, it is what it is, you know, but we're, we're just, I need to contact him is really what it boils down to. Super nice guy. He's another super guy. Greg is top notch. Yeah, I think this resource. Sorry, Mike. No, I was just going to say this resource, I've mentioned this in previous calls. This is to me is invaluable. I've got pages of notes. Every time I sit in on one of these, I, I get some kind of gem of, of wisdom from you guys and gals. And uh, I just wish it was, I've been involved for years uh, and, or had, you know, this networking thing is just, it's invaluable. Uh, it's invaluable. And so I, I thanks, thank you, Chris, for <laughs> spearheading the whole deal. You know, and it's too bad there's other guys on here who are so good. Uh, Brandon is a young kid. And man, he's done thousands of doors and he's got a wealth of knowledge as well. And he's young. Um, and he's going to be in this business a long time. He's another great source and he's a, a top-notch guy that you can lean on if you need something. Yeah, and you know, and pretty much everybody I've ever met on here that, you know, if I reach out to them, and ask them a question or something, they, they can make time for me, you know, to, to give me their opinion about something. I mean, I, I never overtax anybody, you know, I never like, you know, stalk anybody, you know, but just to throw out a quick, hey, you know, quick text message. Hey, what do you think about this? Or do you know anything about that? Make it really easy for them to respond to me and give me their opinion. Um, and I've never had a problem with anybody, you know, not being completely willing to do that for me. No, but it's good too. I mean, we're pretty much spread out. There's nobody on top of anybody. So I'm not saying these secrets to the guy that's, you know, three miles away from me either. So I think we all have a pretty good spacing from ourselves. And that's a good thing. You, you talk more freely that way. Oh, yeah. You know, you're talking about, you know, how many people you're dealing with and quotes and stuff. So every quote I do, I have templates for them. I type them out. They involve a sketch of what I'm doing. And then I, um, I paste a picture of every hardware I use. So the customers, they're seeing what they're getting. Are you, just, are you pasting it and saying I use a CRL? Whatever I don't it say is? it's a, I just paste the CRL hinge. Okay. So you're not telling them a brand of what you're selling? No. Or, well, that's my if point. It's a, if it's a, um, a barn slider, yeah, I'll tell them it's a, a Cambridge or um, Crescent or whatever. Okay. But I'll show them the hardware that I'm using so they know, you know, what they're getting. And then, because everybody else, they just send them a piece of paper with a, a quote on it and that's it. I, I just find it funny that, you know, being in the, the building industry for so long, people are so concerned about what type of wood flooring am I getting? What, what are my kitchen cabinets? What brand lighting am I getting? but no one ever asked what brand shower door I'm getting. And I think it's because of us have been, as an industry, don't take the time to, to educate and tell them what they're getting. Yeah, but, you know, I think historically that glazers have been kind of meatheads, you know? Cause like, um, I remember when, when I had started in the industry, they used to refer to, like we were talking a little bit earlier about just making things work, getting out on the job and, finding your short something and having to just kind of make things work with what you've got. 
And when a guy could do that, we always referred to him as being a good mechanic. You know, it's just like they got those mechanical skills that can just, you know, they can make make something happen, you know, out of very little. And uh, we are, we're, we, we basically are mechanics. We're technicians, we're mechanical. And, you know, so we can be kind of that like motorhead, you know, kind of guys who are like all into our work and not really thinking about how things look, you know, in terms of, you know, branding and stuff like that. So, I mean, paying a little bit more attention to that, I think is, is good for us as individuals, as business owners, and as an industry, you know? You can probably elevate heard, our whole industry that way. You've probably heard the term a thousand times that you should be working on your business as opposed to in your business. And, you know, I did it myself for 20 something years. I was out doing the installations. I was out doing the estimates. I was doing that. I was never spending time strategically planning the next move or how to grow and how to build a culture and keep people engaged and create mm -hmm. opportunity from the move up in a company, which is now what I've transitioned into. That sometimes I'd say the challenges I have now are more difficult. Because before I'd throw the glass in the truck and go and I'm spending my day there. Now it's everything costs money because guys are going to want to get paid more. We need to get better benefits. I need to hire new people, but I got to take care of the people that are there because they're the ones that got us to where we are and I want them to succeed. So we're always looking to increase everything. So, mm -hmm. but when you get to the point where you can work on your business and strategize and plan the processes and procedures and put everything in place, that's when your business can really grow if you want it to grow. And that's a big thing. And we've talked about this. There are people that just don't want to, don't need to, have no desire to. And there's nothing to matter with that at all. It's just that everybody has their own wish list where they want to be or how much they want to make or how they want to live their life and have a balance between work time and non-work time. So, you know, once they make that decision and if they want to grow, then they need to step out and, and figure out how to work on the business and get people to do the work. So I, think, I have a question sort of, I mean, or I guess a stream of thought here. Um, with the way the industry has grown or moved and changed, um, I am relatively new. It's, I've been in the industry for two years. Um, my dad's owned the business for 11 and he's been doing shower doors for 30. So I've heard about everything, but I haven't been in the mix. So when you guys are saying like, why do people choose their floors, their countertops, their cabinets, and things like that, but not their shower door or not their glass. By brand. Sure, sure. And you're talking about branding. But it, I wonder, like, in our area, it doesn't seem like builders have any relationship with people who do shower doors. Or if they do, it's like, like most of the time in new homes, they don't even put in a shower door. And so then homeowners just put in a curtain or figure out something else, or they'll put in a framed unit. And so there's just really no thought put into the shower at all. And so people never have to think about it. They literally never have to think about it unless they decide to remodel. And it's, and that's maybe why it's everything's builder grade. We it, run into that here. 
we run into it here. I ran into it in Massachusetts for uh, 20 years where we were getting fiberglass units and they didn't want to put a shower door on it. They just put a curtain across. Uh, it's all about education and building those relationships, going to the home builder association meetings, the remodeling meetings, introducing yourself, showing them, putting on an open house at your place and have them come in, show them what you can do, how they can actually make money if they recommend somebody to you. You know, they get their contractor discount of 10%, but you're still charging the regular, which you should, and they should get 10% because ultimately if something goes wrong, the customer is going to call them and the proper protocol is for the builder to call you. So he needs to get paid for that time and he should get money for it. But why would he leave money on the table? He's building one house. Would you rather make an extra $1,000 on that house by offering three more shower doors? I don't know well, why they wouldn't leave it. Sure. And I, I've thought of that a lot recently. It's like, why don't we just do it ex exactly like you're saying it? I mean, I didn't put numbers to it, but that makes that makes perfect sense. Well, so I feel like we should elevate the entire industry, though, okay. rather than... I, I'll get off about 9.30. I feel like we should elevate the entire industry rather than um, even just our brands. I and mean, obviously our brands as well, but, like, why, why isn't Pinterest exploding with the most, like, awesome shower doors this month or whatever? Why aren't there articles publicly you know spread about things like this there's because we don't do a good enough job promoting it christina when was the last time you took a selfie video in your shop and posted it anywhere in social media yesterday <laughs> okay good for you good for you we just had i just left the shop with keith same thing we our sales guys and we've got plenty of them you know, if each one of them did just a quick video each day, what that would do if they posted that? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know why they're not doing it. It's like, it's the easiest thing and it costs them nothing. Pinterest should get, be like, blowing up. If we get like a Kardashian or something to, I think there was some scandal a few months ago where Kylie Jenner turned on her shower in a video or something and people are like, I can't believe you have all this money and your shower looks like crap. But I love it. <laughs> yeah. More of that needs to happen. Like why yeah. don't we have that? I don't know. That's just a good I'm idea. Just hey, I'm maybe just we as a group can could do something. I mean maybe we can put our heads together and come up with a so who knows how to TikTok? Who has a kid with TikTok? I've got employees with TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new thing, I think. It is for now. Yeah. Yeah. The reels have become real popular too now. The reels on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Oh, okay. So they're, click, uh, they're about a 30-second video of different things. The, the thing is you have to build your audience first, right? So that your message... Obviously, if you did a video, you want to make sure it's going to the audience that you need it to go to. So you just got to keep hammering and hammering away and, and, and get that audience built up. That's the big thing. But I don't know how many guys do videos. I mean, I, I'm blessed that Keith does one every single day about something. 
And the traction that he gets is amazing now. So he's getting jobs left and right from people that says, I love you so much just for the entertainment. I want to do business with you. So there, there's a niche there and you're going to find that niche. Christina, you would be a perfect person to do that. You really would. Yeah. Find, find your niche and, and walk through your showroom. It says, you know, a lot of people don't understand that there's companies that specialize in just shower doors. Come on, let me show you what we can do. It doesn't have to be um, outrageous, but just stay consistent with that message. And you can. It's a good idea. Everyone could do it. Everyone can do it. That, I was trying to help Billy do the same thing. And, and Billy's going to get to it. He's got Kelly to do it for him. But she's wonderful. She's great. And it doesn't have to be female. You could be male or female. It doesn't really matter. You can get kids involved. People love watching kids. You can get dogs involved. <laughs> People love that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. We need to promote ourselves as an industry. And glass guys notoriously, uh, like Chris said, have been meatheads. They just haven't polished it to get it to a professional level. And this group is, is starting to do that. You know, just the fact that we're meeting is a professional thing, sharing best practices and ideas so we can all get better. I think that's what we can all learn from it. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be the, Chris, that would be one of the coolest projects is everybody on here do a selfie video and send it in for next week. Just anything, just to, to show how easy it is and get comfortable doing it. That's a great idea. In fact, you know, I, I'm going to take the challenge to, um, to try to do something every day and post it. And even if it's just a couple of minutes and whatever it's about, you know, um, whether I'm on a job and I just finished uh, something or, you know, maybe I'm taking delivery of something or opening a box or whatever, you know, just try to just be really consistent to put out a little video on a daily yeah. basis, at least six days a week, let's say. Yeah. You know, and then um, let's just see what happens, you know, and it's like, yeah, do that. Take a little uh, selfie video, less than five minutes, you know, I think about two minutes, three minutes is about perfect. And just of anything, try to make it funny, you know, try to make it clever, you know, try to make it something that, you know, would be interesting to people. And um, I, you know, you know, if I get a group of those, I'll put something together and cycle them through. Make sure you mention the, your your brand name in it. Your and, brand, uh, your part of Shower Door Professionals. And, yeah, you know, maybe, put maybe that on we'll there. Gather a clip of that, you know, and um, you know, if we end up with a ten-minute little video of a whole whole bunch of different things, it's something we could run. Maybe you know, who knows? Maybe if we put our heads together, maybe we could really get bring There's some attention. Person. Right there, I'll industry. take I'll take a video of you talking right now. Okay, yeah, because I I can talk. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you really can. Well. But um, I, I tend to enunciate stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was a good talk. You guys are pretty awesome. I always learn something here. Yeah. Here we go, Chris. Thanks for putting it together. Christine. Yeah, yeah, no problem. See, I mean, I can talk for two minutes. Easy. Chris is amazing. <laughs> Showcase Shower Door Company in beautiful Santa Cruz, California. We're thinking up new brand names for everything. Now we're talking. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with that. I think I'm going to, well, I'm going to talk to my wife about it. Because I really think that my wife would 
would be able to do a really good job of like naming things. And like, she's always asking me, what's that thing called? What's that thing called? She does that all the time. And it, this is the answer to this. You know, it's like, why don't you name them? Why don't you pick a theme? It could be flowers, you know, call that one the rose, the petunia, you know, the tulip, whatever, you know, or, or pick like a, an animal theme. That could be the lion, the tiger, the bear. Oh my, whatever, mm. you know? And then, um, and then she'll remember the name of it because she named it. It'll be like her kid. You want to have fun with it? Go astrological, and then your astrological. Name it after, goes out of this world. Name them after Greek letters. Oh no, don't do that. <laughs> it's a lot Hurricanes of fun. And coronavirus variants. <laughs> yeah. you, could, you could use college football mascots. You know, today's the you know this is the Buckeye door. This is the Wolverine door. This is the that door. That door. All sorts yeah. of things. There's no limit to, to oh. the ideas you can come up with. So that right there, that idea all by itself is just as good as gold. I'm you know, saying, Tony, I guess I'm going to have to start doing the Alamo. Uh, Alamo. I love it. The crop gets the Roosevelt, the this and that, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. David Absolutely. The Bowie. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Man, I like it. I like hey, it. Good stuff. Yep. Yeah, see, Bill, you you this is what you do all day and it's like the rest of us like we we aren't doing that and that's why it's so valuable to have just this mix of mm -hmm. people and uh there's no yeah. reason why you can't though you can you know now with cell phones there's so many things you can do we've been leaving customers homes after giving an estimate and from their driveway we'll text them a video you know i was just thinking about this door you really should come in and show them thanks for you know meeting with me Send them a video that makes such an impact. Hmm. Then when they have their nine proposals in front of them, they'll remember you because you just sent them a video after leaving their house. I love it. That's impactful. It really is. All right, okay. guys. Until next week. Yep. I don't think we Thank can you. get any more in today. That was pretty power packed, man. That was good. Absolutely. Well, well, thanks for showing up, everybody. It's always great seeing you. I miss you when we're not together. And I'm thankful for you all. So uh, come back again next week. We'll, we'll do it again. Thanks. See you next week. Bye, everybody. See you guys. Good night, everybody. Bye. See you. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.